0: Do you own a beauty business or skin salon? If you do, then the chances that you've looked into an LED device or any device for that matter are high. Even in the most hands-on facials, LED is a perfect way to improve collagen and elastin production, reduce overproduction of acne-causing bacteria, and reduce inflammation and redness in the skin. This is why in my second business, The Facial Bar, I have the Reduve you device from SkinMed. ReduView has the highest energy output of their devices while still having easy-moved ability to treat in seated or lying positions. It has one treatment head but can provide blue, red and green light and also healing infrared treatments and it's TGA approved. SkinMed has been a trusted name in the aesthetic industry for the past 10 years and offer a range of other devices as well, such as Hydrofacial, MesoSkin, Skin, and their newly launched Transcend Broadband Light BBR device. To find out more about ReduView and how it compares to other devices on the market, send me a message on Instagram at SkinQueen with the word SkinMed, and I'll send you over their LED device summary. Thank you to SkinMed for being a sponsor of the show. Welcome to the Beauty, Business and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen. I'm a skin therapist turned clinical educator turned multiple six-figure online business owner. I used to think that owning a business meant that you'd have a product or service, a website and an Instagram and just wait for the masses to flock. But little did I know... It wasn't until I started working with coaches and mentors that I learned there is so much more to it. On this podcast, you can expect to learn about mindset, marketing, strategies and other fundamental business lessons that have helped me to generate over $500,000 of revenue in less than two years. Are you in my Facebook group? Every single day, I post in there sharing even more gold nuggets of information to help you grow your business. To find it, search Beauty Business and Beyond on Facebook or head to the link in my show notes to get a direct link. As a business owner, I absolutely love looking at other industries for inspiration and I actually think it's really important to do so. For so many years when I first started in the beauty industry, I became very brainwashed and it wasn't until I stepped away and started my own business that I realized that I was very brainwashed by the people that be within the beauty industry. And it was actually quite empowering for me to start working with other business coaches that weren't in the beauty industry and start broadening my network and my circle and start interacting with people in different niches. And honestly, it's been a godsend. It's how I've restructured things in my own business. It's how I've changed the way that I do Facebook ads and advertising in general, but also how I get ideas for promotions at the facial bar as well. And to encourage this even further, today on the podcast, I have somebody who's not from the beauty industry, a completely different industry, and she's actually from the home organization industry or niche. So I want to welcome Jess to the Beauty Business and Beyond podcast today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation because I feel like you and I have really connected on so many different levels and we had dinner a couple of weeks ago and the things that we were chatting about, I was like, I need to bring you on my podcast to chat about this. And I want to start by actually asking you if you could share your journey as a business owner and how you got into organizing because I feel like that was a niche that popped up and you've done really well with it.
1: Yeah, my, my business journey is that I was working as an area manager within the Cotton on Group, a role of which I absolutely loved working specifically in the brand Typo, and I did that for six years. So, in typo i was i was known for visual merchandising and how pedantic on clean lines and and just really like color blocking making things pop so from a visual merchandising perspective i drew a lot of love and experience in that space and then i've always been organised in my own home. But then through the pandemic and everything with managing a large team, I was looking after anywhere from 8 to 14 typo stores. My team number would fluctuate from 97 to about, you know, sometimes 160 over Christmas. That through the pandemic, I went back to uni online to become even more confident in the HR space because I was really thriving and enjoying that people development piece and managing. And anyway, I didn't finish because there was this one assignment that I had to do where I had to create a business plan and my lecturer challenged me and said, I know that you've come back to uni because you're very, you know, laser focus on your path. You love your job that you have. But if you could create a business yourself, what would it be? And this was my uni assignment. And it was just from that, from the feedback I got from that, from how lit up I got from doing that assignment where I really saw I was bringing all the scopes of my life and my skill set together that I was like, you know what? Actually, this is what I really want to do. <laughs> it's like my life has very much just kind of gone in this beautiful ebb and flow that that's how my business has come to be. And I started as just a Saturday offering um, that I was in people's homes, mainly doing pantries in the beginning. It was, you know, through pantries and posting those pantries on Instagram. But then within eight months, had a client base and I am nearly at the two-year mark of completely full-time in my business, collectively organized itself will be three years old in April.
0: Oh my God, such an achievement. If you've ever seen Jess's content, it's so recognizable. And I think that's what I love what you do the most rather than recreating the wheel all the time. I know that you have a few key bits of content that really show the before and afters and you put ad spend behind it. And so it helps to build that brand familiarity and it definitely has for me. So it was funny because when we both spoke at an event together earlier this year, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool because I'd obviously seen you all over Instagram for a long time. And although I didn't enlist your help, it really inspired Cam and I, who Cam is very, you know, labels, containers, very organized to actually update our own pantry. I don't think he's ready to let somebody else in to do that, but he bought a label maker after seeing your content. And if our laundry cupboard gets out of organization, I'm to blame (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, I really love that. And I always, you know, love hearing those stories. And it's often when I'm in Kmart or Ikea, someone will come up to me and talk to me there. And, And, you know, when we talk about the brand, I've always been very, you know, tried to just stay true to what I do and how I show up in this industry because obviously there's there's so many beautiful, wonderful people doing great things in this space and as much as I was drawn to it because of my visual merchandising background, what it has become for me in terms of connection with clients and just how deeply personal what I do is, like people are so, it's such a vulnerable thing having you know, someone come into your home in amongst your stuff, you know, and some people like what they sort of just leave me to or hand me the keys while they're at work and things like that. I just, I take that so seriously and with such a privilege that I definitely feel my content has evolved to really go. I want it to show the human side and show that I do just love and don't take for granted that you are having me in your home because it is like so many people watch it get inspired by it but then just have this angst around actually having someone in to help them but the amount of times my clients will say it's been like life-changing or you know it really ripple effects for them in other areas so that's where like it's the the business itself has just taken on a whole other level for me which I love. Honestly
0: just gives me the warm and fuzzies hearing this so let's go into that as well how do find and maintain clients for something so niche? Because when I think of home organizing, it's kind of something that, you know, for me, and this is my own ignorance that you get in somebody to organize things once and it's like, okay, tick, done. So first, how do you find clients who want to have their home organized? Because it does, for me, this is once again being ignorant, feel like a luxury, but also two. how do you maintain a client like
1: that? And how do you keep them rebooking with you? So, with that, generally, someone will reach out to me with an inquiry about a specific space of the home that they're having trouble with. With the home organisation industry, you've got a lot of people who specialise in those sort of like one-off areas. But as I said, the thing for me that's become amazing in the terms of return clients, I work really well with people for their entire homes. And having some really vulnerable and open space discussions around their consumption habits and what they need sort of help with ongoing. And it's amazing how I've been able to adapt the service that I can work completely autonomous in someone's home, but also if the person just wants that body doubling like they know how to organize or their house is reasonably organized or tidy because that's another thing that a lot of people get the impression of, that it's either for the rich or it's for hoarders. They're the two extremes that people sort of still associate the industry with. Whereas for me, like just how people have a cleaner that come fortnightly or something like that, I have clients who book me either quarterly or half yearly just to have one or two days where we start at one end of the house and we just do a full declutter and reset of every drawer, every cupboard. It's just that maintenance perspective and what sort of unfolds in the conversations that we have in a day. I find that clients go, I get so much done, but so much off my chest that therapeutic cleanse of being able to talk to someone like myself that's not being judgy but then also at the same time seeing this transformation happen over their home, that they keep coming back to me because it's like it's like having that productive friend come over and help them. It's how
0: I've just imagined it and now I'm thinking it's so funny how this one question has now just opened up so much for me and I know this is my next question but you know, I'm so busy. And when I look around my office right now, there's like a pile of crap in the corner that I've been looking at for ages that I don't even really know what to do. I open up the cupboard container at home, and as much as I try and keep it organized, it's a shit show. I really look at my wardrobe at the moment, and I'm like, I really need to clean out everything and do a, you know, keep and donate pile. But I'm so busy that it's honestly not a priority and that stuff stresses me out more than I actually have a desire to do it because I know once I get started, I'm going to open up this cascade where I get halfway through and I'll be like, I don't want to do it anymore, but I've made that mess. And I know that when my space is organized and when it's looking visually appealing, then I know that I'm going to feel more at peace and calm in my mind in my own home So you saying that, I can really understand why you said it is a life-changing thing because like you just said, it's like having a productive friend come in and be like, let's do this together and not letting you quit halfway through. And that does wonders for people's mindset, their mental clarity. Oh gosh, yeah. And also too, because the thing that you
1: really need to look at where I come in as well is when you are organizing your own home or your own space So, you are distributing your energy between the decisions of what's staying and what's going and then the actual physical labor of doing that. So, if you are pulling out certain categories, you know you need to have the physical energy to put it back in and a lot of the time what you're saying too is either people get distracted or the decision fatigue of what you've pulled out and making decisions that kills you on that front that you go like, oh, I'm so done with this. What did I do? Why did I even start this and pull this out? And you start to feel defeated. So, where I come in is you give your energy to the decision. What's staying? What's going? What needs to be in prime position for you to be more functional and easy to maintain? But then you've got me I'm there to overcome the roadblock and actually take over the physical part so that you can be better placed for the decisions of what is staying, what's going. So that's the other thing too, that people really start to value the balance that I bring for the distribution of energy and how that impacts them.
0: I'm going to quickly interrupt your listening to ask you how you feel about your social media game. Every day, I speak to beauty business owners who tell me that they struggle to come up with ideas, struggle to be consistent on social media, and just feel completely overwhelmed with fitting content creation into your already busy schedule. And this is why I've created Socials Made Simple. Twice a month, I'll email you social media templates, content ideas, and mini tutorials to make posting on social media simple for busy business owners just like yourself. Boost your engagement, grow your following, and attract new clients on autopilot so you can get back to doing the things that you love. To get $100 off, send me a message on Instagram with the letters SMS, and I'll send you a unique discount code. All right, let's get back to today's episode. I think this is so magical. And I know that we've known each other for a little bit now, but no surprise. I've taken on, I've overextended myself in a lot of areas. And I keep saying to Cam, I'm just over this house. Like I just want to rent it out. And I just want to go get a new house by the beach. And Cam was like, I love my home. Like, why do we want to leave? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like energetically, I'm just kind of done here. But now I'm thinking rather than actually being like, oh, let's just rent it out and start afresh. Maybe I just need to get you in to help freshen up the energy of the place so that I feel good because I do work from home, and I think your home is really important because it is essentially how you feel about everything in your life. I feel like when you are really house proud and you really like your environment, I'm thinking about myself as a you know busy business lady. This would be magic, and that was going to lead into my next question, like what are your top tips for keeping your home organized for? people who are busy, for business owners, for people who might work from home or mums or wives and people who have like everything going on, what are your top tips for that? I mean, we've just kind of covered it. One, it's having a
1: space that feels energetically right. <laughs> yes. Exactly the type of person that you just described is 90% of my client base. I mean, 100% are female, but 90% are small business owners. um, Majority have children and they are actually spending quite a bit of time in and out of their home, which obviously too, that came about more through the pandemic, but also it is, you know, that flexibility that can come with being a business owner that you do get to do your admin from home. But my top tip is I don't sprout minimalism because I don't really like the connotations that that's come with. I sprout intentionalism. So, being intentional with what you buy, what you keep, and how you really energetically understand your personal consumption habits and the impact that your consumption habits and consumption rate has on your home over a three, six, 12-month time period. So, in my closet e-book, I talk about being really aware of how many items of clothing do you buy on average a quarter? How many items of clothing do you buy half yearly? So, if you're turning around and doing a clean-out of your closet... Are you really going in with the intentional number of going, I know that I've actually purchased 20 items of clothing in the last six months. If I'm really going to reset or get this closet to a state that I need to be in, I need to declutter 20 items or more from here. Otherwise, it's just not going to hold with what my consumption habits are in a six-monthly time period if I'm not coming back to this in six months' time. So, I talk a lot in this intentional space and I think that with business owners, when you're already trying to be intentional with How you spend your money, how you are allocating your time, being intentional with what you purchase and what you bring into the home is your 101 to how your home maintains once you've gone in with a big burst of energy. I never give the tip of like, oh, it's little habits every day or just start small and do this because I just think too with business owners and the women that I work with, that is such stupid, basic, neurotypical advice. We have to work at our best in the ebbs and flows of our energy. So, that's where I'm always about to don't zigzag is my next tip between starting to organise your closet but then getting distracted and somehow ending up rearranging the magnets on your fridge. So, make sure if you are committing to decluttering or organising a space, see through that space to completion and have a basket or tub handy that you can have items for other rooms that you just put in there in the time being and then run those items around the home to the rest of the home at the end to stop you in the zigzag, do things to completion. And honestly, if you be intentional, but then stop your zigzag, they are the top two tips to really, you can make a difference and maintain it easier and for less time over a longer period of time
0: that hit home <laughs> i'm a zigzagger i will like start tidying up the kitchen and i'm like oh what are these doing here these belong in the bedroom so then i go into the bedroom and i come back into the kitchen i'm like oh wait what was i doing oh that's right i was emptying the dishwasher oh hold on now my nail files in here i'll bring that into my office and chaotic energy a lot of the time here so you're definitely going to be on my vision board for next year i aspire to be somebody who's as organized as you are. I think sometimes people would look at me and think that I'm organized and have my shit together and I just feel like I am a very chaotic person and Cam in the relationship, he's the organized, structured, I'm just the cyclone that busts through and he does say that he's like Cyclone Kelly. So this leads me to another thing and it's something that I'm constantly having conversations with at home. Cam is like, you definitely have ADD. And I'm like, yeah, probably. And I feel like I am that person who zigzags and we like to call a bing bong at home. Cam's like, you've just got a bit of a bing bong brain. You're like, ping, 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 ping. And it's the way my brain works. Whereas I feel like you're very hyper-focused, which I love. And when we were having dinner, you were saying, I've just got to do one thing at a time when it comes to online learning, just so I don't. Get caught with the ADHD tax. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so clever. Because even myself right now, I'm like, I've got to go back over my facial training. I've got to go through and do the Vanessa Lau thing. I also want to recap on this thing that I've signed up to. And I have three things going at one time, but I never really find time to do any of them. And I know that you mentioned that this is why you just do one course at a time. And I wanted to chat to you about how you set yourself up for success. When you have you know, ADHD, ADD, because this is going to benefit me and I know so many of the listeners are going to be like, yes, tell us your secrets. How are you so organized
1: here? Yeah, so when you have so much good intention and so many beautiful goals, whether it be in your business, in your home, all these different facets of health and wellness, you need to look at particular goals or particular learnings that you really want to have and you want them to be impactful, that that's where, yeah, we were talking about different online courses and I was like, well, I'm doing this one at the moment because I know that I'd spent that much money, it's always like really just trying to keep myself aware what investment I've made. So therefore, me seeing that through is my ROI. And it's so easy for the ADHD tax to be the dopamine of buying something. And this is where I say it with a lot of my clients too. So I tend to be very wary of things like subscriptions, how I'm planning my month. And also then keeping wish lists for each area of my life. Like how badly do I really want it? So say I have a wish list for clothing because my my pitfall can be buying clothing and stuff for different events and things like that. And don't get me wrong, like I still do it. It, it comes down to that intentional lists. And that's where too, even if I see a health and wellness supplement or something, okay, I'm going to put that on the health and beauty wish list because I know that I've got two other things in the home similar at the moment that I need to use up before I go and buy that. But when I'm that's finished, I still can remember what company it was, what product it was. So, having that intentional wish lists of those things that you're attracted to, but you know you've already made an investment somewhere else that you haven't fully got the ROI from that yet. I feel like this is the conversation I never know I needed. And because as business owners, it's so hard too because, you know, we know that we need to spend money to make money. Even like the wish list of like who are your coaches or people or courses that you really love, I sometimes if I'm finding myself really hyper and just over-enthusiastic for so many things, It's funny when I go back to those wish lists and then I can put the green tick emoji of like, oh, okay, well, you've done really well at like ticking off some of the health and beauty wish list things. It's been ages since I've bought clothes and I really did want a new pair of black pants. Okay, I'm going to allow myself the space to find great black pants. Oh, that's right. And I've got a note underneath, you know, Motto Fashion had the miracle black pants. I can go and get that now. So, it's just really like moderating but not, you know, telling myself that I don't spend on these things or I don't do them. I just have a, a safe place to ensure that I'm really just not being lost in the ADHD tax of a quick dopamine hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah this is honestly, now I've just created a whole new goal for me and it's to get my life organized before the end of the year. Yeah. You've completely transformed the way that I'm thinking about really organizing everything in my life. And I hope that everybody else listening has really enjoyed this too. So I want to say a huge thank you for coming on today, Jess, where can people find you on Instagram or are you on
1: TikTok yet? I'm not on TikTok. I've gone over to Pinterest as my second platform because I do have my in-home service business and also in the last few months have started my digital product business. So, on Instagram, you can find me at, at collectively underscore organized. My website is collectivelyorganized.com.au. Um, I have everything about my in-home services listed there. And I also have digital products that are available on my website, the collectively organize your closet ebook and my christmas organizing guide which is just seven dollars so there you go that's me congratulations on those two guides i know that i've got your collectively
0: organize your wardrobe i'm going to go through and read that this weekend now thank you so much i hope that this conversation has been cathartic for everybody else as well as much as it's been for me too thanks so much I'm not afraid to